Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Creative Alchemist, a podcast for creatives by a full-time creative. I am your host, Sulinette. You may call me Sulinette. If you are already a monthly supporter, thank you so much. If you'd like to become a monthly supporter and help me keep doing what I do, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash The Creative Alchemist. Thanks again. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know I have an upcoming art exhibit whoop, whoop, at Free Center in Middletown, Connecticut. The exhibit is called Space and Sound. It will have artwork that is galaxy themed, star themed, outer space themed, and each of the pieces will have a QR code that you can scan to listen to a song or something else, wink, connected to the artwork. So you can see the work, but also connect to it auditorially. That's not a word, but you know what I mean. The exhibit is up from February 28th to March 10th. And where I want you to show up is on March 5th at 6 p.m. March 6th is the opening reception and the artist talk. I'll have brand spanking new prints available as well. So it's free. It's open to the public. Bring your headphones, wear a mask, come buy a print. And again, the opening reception and artist talk is happening Saturday, March 5th at 6 p.m. at Free Center in Middletown, Connecticut. Hope to see y'all there. Back to the podcast. Hey, y'all. So this is a special, uh, how do I say this? Impromptu episode because I had just called my pal Andre Rochester, the Andre Rochester. And, um, and he started talking to me about what was coming up this year for him and what he was doing and how life has changed since the last time he was on the podcast. And boy, oh boy, I was like, you know, this sounds like a podcast episode right <laughs> so um managed to make that happen so fast so i appreciate it thank you andre for being here again thank you for having me i'm excited <laughs> uh this is a, a a new chapter in my life i'm loving it i'm 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 free <laughs> <laughs> yes talk to us what how talk to us how are you free up. I had time to do a podcast in the middle of the day, <laughs> something I've never been able to do. So, yeah, I quit my job. Um, and it was probably one of the scariest decisions I've ever made. Mm. And I'm, uh, I've committed myself to uh, full-time entrepreneurship as an artist and yeah. uh, just looking forward to, to all that comes with that. And, you know, I've been doing this for 14 years now, actually over 14 years, going on 15 years uh, professionally. And there were other times when I did it full time. And, uh, you know, for most of that time, I, it, it has been a part time thing for me. Um, and, uh, you know, in the past, I didn't do so well. That's why I ended up getting a job. Right. Yeah. So um in that time that i've been an artist out here in the community and doing shows and working with my peers and things like that i've learned so many so many different lessons i've gotten so many great experiences and uh, now it's time to apply it all right the the next step for me is is putting myself in position to have the success that i know i can have but i had to dedicate the time to it and uh now i'm at this point where i made the decision I've made the space, right, for the for the gifts that that, that I have and the, and the talents that I've I've developed to uh, to work for me. And uh, you know, so far so good. I look forward to the the great things that are going to happen this year. And um, you know, I'm I'm nervous as hell <laughs> because you know it's a, it's a huge <laughs> decision, but I'm in it now. 
I did it. I took the leap. I, I, I bet on myself. I have faith in my ability to, to succeed. I know the things that I need to do. Uh, now I just need to tighten up on my own personal business processes, right? I, I spent a lot of time working on somebody else's business. Uh, I got a little knowledge now I can apply to my own shit. Mm-hmm. If I had sound effects, this is where I would insert the air horns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about, people ask me about the time period between like knowing you're not going to be at this job anymore to like actually making that leap. What, what was that like time for you where you were like, I'm going to, I'm going to, oh shit, I'm going to do this. Let me tell you, I knew that I was not going to retire from corporate America when I entered it. Um, I've known for a long time that it's not necessarily the best environment for me. Mm. So I made a goal that once I reached a certain level of income and, and I've made certain accomplishments in that, uh, you know, in that, in that work field that I would start developing my exit strategy. And what ended up happening is I reached those goals uh, earlier than I expected to. And then the, uh, the pandemic hit, actually all of this happened during the pandemic. I reached those goals. Um, the pandemic hits and last year, well, I can't even say last year now because it was 2020. In 2020, I was worried about being laid off because mm. companies were laying off people left and right, you know, mm-hmm. budget cuts, trying to save their business and, and whatnot. And I did a complete 180 in 2021 because literally as soon as the year started, I had big opportunities. Um, the largest of which was was a, a pretty, you know, it was a pretty nice check. Actually, the largest check I ever received for anything art related and it presented me with an opportunity to also reach out to my friends and give them a chance to get paid for something that they love to do. Um, that opportunity basically gave me half of the money that I needed to have saved up in order to either make the decision to put a down payment on a house or start investing in my, 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 my artist journey in a really big way. And so because the market is the way that it is, the decision was actually pretty easy. The housing market out here ain't the greatest. This is really, uh, you know, folks out here overpaying, right? Mm-hmm. I'll just put it to you like that. Um, so the decision was made that now is the time for me to start planning my exit from corporate America. And uh, that was around June of 2021. Um, and so I just started saving money and, and just, you know, stacking as much as I can and uh, and really thinking about what my plan would be going forward. And so I made the decision to leave, uh, leave my job officially on New Year's Eve. So that was my cutoff day. I actually was nice and I gave over a month's notice to my job because I actually care about these people. And, and I'm leaving a great job, by the way, <laughs> um, which is which is sometimes harder to do because mm-hmm. a, a regular person wouldn't have a problem with the situation that I was in. The problem, the issue for me is that I didn't belong there and I was I, I'm not a corporate guy. I'm a, I'm an artist through and through. And yeah. 
the way I view things, the way I see the world, how I interact and, and the the culture of of corporate America just wasn't a good fit for me. Yeah. It was it was something that I felt I felt like I was losing my identity and, uh, and really in, in a lot of ways losing myself because you have to you have to put on this this act like you have to do certain things in order to to find success in corporate. It just didn't fit well with me morally. Not that I had to do anything wrong. It's just when something goes against who you are at your core and it just doesn't mesh, you're never going to feel comfortable. Mm. So the, the time came and uh, I did what I had to do. So officially, but Andre, wait, whoa, hold on. Andre, Andre, huh? but I got, I got bills to pay though. What do you oh. mean? I well, that's why I said I was stacking money. <laughs> <laughs> I I ain't do this without no money in the bank. You know, like I, I, I'm married. I, I can't get away with that. <laughs> well, what if I become a starving artist? Well, you shouldn't think about that. You should actually think about, how you're going to ensure that you're not a starving artist and what is your plan to make money how do you intend to use the gifts that you have and capitalize on that you know what are the things that you do that add value to the world along with your art right so there's other skill sets that you have that you can now apply to your art business it's not just about making paintings it's not just about making sculptures or whatever type of art that you do you have to really sit down and, and strategize how these skills that you have as a creative are transferable and what can you do as an entrepreneur to push those skills forward. So, you know, the, the idea of a starving artist, honestly, to me, uh, it, sh it should be a thing of the past. Like we, we have the internet at our disposal. We have access literally to anywhere in the world. So, we have to think more than just locally with uh, how we use our talent. We have to think globally. We have to think regionally, nationally, et cetera, et cetera, and, uh, and seek out opportunities that are away from home in order to truly make it. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, I'm capable of teaching art classes and, and things like that. So I'm looking for teaching opportunities. Um, I have a speaking engagement coming up <laughs> uh, and, and I'm gonna be on a panel uh, for an event where where Tamika Mallory is giving the uh, the keynote address, this opportunity came to me because I put it out there and said in 2022 I'm going to do some kind of speaking engagements. And literally the day after I made the post, the uh, the host of the uh, of the event contacted me and said, "Hey, you want to participate in this panel?" Blah blah blah, and we worked it out. So it's about putting yourself out there so that people know you're available for things. Um, you know, I, I'm going to continue to do my portfolio work. I'm going to continue to, uh, to, to try to, to get in as many shows as I possibly can, but I'm also going to be doing commissioned portraits. So, you know, what can you do as custom work for other people? I also plan to get into designing logos. So there was a time when I did graphic design and, it wasn't the thing that I was most passionate about at that time. And, um, you know, I stopped doing it uh, because I wanted to focus on making artwork. But now it's a business decision for me. So what I can do is identify the things that I did as a graphic designer, build those skills back up. Right. Get some get some exercise on those muscles that I haven't used for a while and make that a part of my business. 
if you have choices and options for things that you can do with the skills that you have, then then you should be set and you shouldn't be starving. Talk that shit. How has now being a full-time artist uh, changed your practice, your artistry, your relationship with the paints? I am literally revisiting what about painting makes me happy. Mm. And I decided to step away from some of my normal subject matter. Actually, I can't say that I'm really stepping away from it. It's really just a different approach. Um, similar messaging, but just a, a different approach to, to how I express um, social awareness regarding regarding uh, my culture as a Black man and just as a Black person in general. Um, and I decided to start a series of paintings about black joy and, and really dive into what that is, what it looks like, what it means, and, and so on and so forth. And so I'm looking at what makes me happy. What what are things that are going to bring about that that positive energy that I need, especially right now in the beginning, right? I got to keep this momentum going. I'm, I'm feeling great about my decision. I'm feeling good about where I am. I have some things in the works. And it needs to reflect in, in what I'm creating. So the first, the first painting of the year that I started is a four foot by five foot canvas. <laughs> uh, it's actually a little, uh, a little girl who's blowing bubbles, but it's just about being whimsical and joyful and just enjoying life because that's literally what little kids do when they do things like blow bubbles or build sand castles or whatever kids do when they're playing, right? Mm-hmm. They're just enjoying life. And so my art, right now at least with this series that i'm working on is 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 about enjoying life and it is about celebrating what it looks like and feels like for a black person to enjoy life whether they're a child whether they're an elderly person or whatever you know whatever uh demographic you belong to with within black culture um i want to explore it and and celebrate it and, and uh and put that forth in my work Yes. I love this. Uh, how long have you been doing this now? You said so, since January 1st? January 1st was my official full-time uh, artist day, but I've been working professionally for over 14 years. Right, right, right. Um, I went to school for art. I have a BA in studio art. Um, I've been drawing and painting since I was a kid. So if you really if you really want to get down to you want to be technical, <laughs> I got my first sketchbook when I was seven years old. I'm 37 now, so that means I have 30 years of experience as an artist. Mm-hmm. 30 years of building this skill, and it shows. Again, uh, if you haven't checked out, uh, I'm gonna tell you where you can stalk him right now, which is like on Instagram. <laughs> you can go to at Dre B, just the letter B. Painting on Instagram. Um, you can also go to his website, which is andrerochester.com. Uh, the painting that you're currently working on with mm-hmm. the bubbles, uh, I told you earlier before I said, hey, this is a podcast episode. Um, the detail in the hand alone of the little girl holding the, what's that stick called? A bubble wand? I have no clue. It's whatever that wand is that you pull out the the uh, the bottle of the bubble mix or whatever. 
that thing. That hand is amazing. It's, it's and any thing. any artist out there will tell you hands are a bitch. Hands are the toughest thing to paint. They're always too big or too small or something funky about them. They just make weird shapes on the canvas. And even on paper when you're drawing them, they're just odd. Um, so being able to do this hand is a, a major accomplishment for me because I don't it think looks I've amazing. Done a hand as well. <laughs> it looks really, really good. And I'm excited to see. I, I, I have always thought your art was dope. And I love that uh that there's this direction of of going towards black joy and making artwork that speaks to that more so and um and it reflecting where it is that you're at in your own personal journey in your own personal life yeah, and it's also um, self-care you know like i have mm-hmm. to feel the emotions in my piece in order to make them and be successful with mm. them effective right yeah so if I'm painting a bunch of heavy things that are these these very emotional uh, pieces, I kind of have to be in that headspace, and that's not good to be there all the time. Like, how many times do I really need to be angry? How, how long do I have to 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 revisit depression that I've already worked through with a therapist? You know, mm. um, I'm I'm in this new stage in life. And I, my artwork needs to reflect that new stage. And it's also a way of keeping me grounded in that. Yeah. So, so you mentioned some things that, that you're working on, uh, speaking on the panel, the, the artwork mm-hmm. that you're working on now, um, doing portraits, uh, doing commission portraits. Uh, what else can we expect from you? What are the what are the big dreams, the big vision, the the things coming down the pike that we can look forward to now that you're well, on this journey? I had the opportunity to collaborate on a mural with Corey Payne last year, um, mm-hmm. towards the uh, towards the end of the fall there, and uh, I would love to collaborate with him again. We've we've talked about it. Um, I'm on the roster for uh, for CT murals, so I look forward to working on some more projects with them. Um, I've also been looking at projects across the state and just kind of, you know, really, really kind of figure out, you know, where do I fit in now with the, uh, with the broader art community? I, I think I've, I've done well with, uh, making a name for myself here in, in the Hartford area, mm-hmm. but now I need to, uh, expand a bit. You know, again, I was talking about how you got the internet at your disposal and we have you know access to the rest of the world. That's what I'm looking for. You know, how do I expand my uh my my network and uh find myself in some more projects that are not just at home um that's going to be very um uh, very important to my success going forward so that includes fellowships that includes residencies if possible um you know other public art projects Mm. Uh, you know, I, I really don't have too many limitations for, for what I'm, uh, what I'm willing to do right now in, toward, yeah. in terms of, you know, kind of rebuilding and, um, and fortifying what I have. Where are you trying to, where are you trying to go? Where are you trying to be specific places, please? Well, New York for one, <laughs> um, I mean, that's, that's always been my dream to have my work on display in New York and. And, and on that scene, uh, of course, there's Boston, there's Philly, uh, Charlotte. Um, I would love to go back out to California with my artwork. 
Uh, about six years ago, I was flown out there to paint live at the premiere of a play. And that was a dope experience. Um, so I would love to have that kind of experience again. Um, just, I, like I said, I'm, I'm open to a lot of things. I mean, I would love to bring my work back to Miami. I had a blast out there when I, um, when I did that, uh, that show during Miami Art Week. Nice. That was actually a life-changing trip for me. That showed me that this thing is, is possible. Like I was surrounded by so much artwork at different levels mm. in the, in the, uh, in the field. Um, I, I had an opportunity to to go under one of those big white tents and, and see what it, what an official art fair actually looks like and what the artwork is on display in those places. And I see myself there. Like I got the skills for it. Like I'm I'm ready for it. Yes, yes. I mean, you're what you make is amazing. And uh, I, I am uh, I am an artist of the mindset that. Um, not all art is amazing. <laughs> so when you that's, do see amazing art, when you do see amazing art, you're like, ah, oh, this needs to to blow up in the best ways possible. Um, and I really I hope that for you. Like, it's going to happen. I um, and thank you, of course, for, for your, your support and, and riding along on this journey with me, you know, you got your, you got your, uh, your things going on that are dope. Right. Um, and people like you keep me inspired. So, you know, Aww. having you around and, and, uh, the other artists who, um, who, uh, I've been fortunate enough to have the opportunity to get close with, uh, it means a lot because y'all are the folks that, that give me that inspiration to, to make something truly happen with this. Dre. Uh, if I had sound effects, this is where the audience would go. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to get a soundboard. Anyway, <laughs> that hearing that hearing that from you honestly is wild and will always remain wild because I I already told you this before. Like I heard about you way before I met you, um, and then I heard like then I saw your artwork. And then I had the audacity. To, <laughs> I had the audacity. This was before I became a full-time artist. Um, I was still working at a nonprofit. And I was like, you know what? It might be time to do my first like art show. And I wanted a venue to host it. And I was talking with uh, my friend at the time. And he was like, why don't you ask Andre Rochester? He has a gallery. And I was like... I don't know if I should do that. I thought you were like up high in the castle type like artist. And I was like, this person is untouchable because they are already well known and established as an artist. And I still had the audacity to be like, Hey, can I have an art show at your, at your space? <laughs> and not only, not only were you like gracious enough to like, let me rent out your space, but you are and still continue to be like a, a great mentor, not just to me, but to other artists. And um, I appreciate that always. And I love seeing you get back what it is that you put out because you put out a lot. You have a lot of passion for helping people and it shows and uh, it. I like seeing it come back to you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, you know, I, I've told you this story before. But uh, you you woke me up out of a slump. <laughs> mm. uh, the, you know, I, I tell this I tell this often to people. Um, 
when when folks ask me about you know what my my journey has been like and i say well i've had situations where i've had some some failures like i've had some things fall through and and uh i did uh get depressed about it and um then one day sulinette gave me a call and told me something i never thought i would ever hear from anybody and you said that you saw me as a mentor and it just uh it blew my mind because at that point i just spent nine months not doing shit artistically because i was depressed and and feeling really discouraged about being an artist because those things that were very important to me ended up falling through and you know i was i was hurt by certain situations and to to have someone literally tell me that they're paying attention in that way it gave me a sense of like accountability and responsibility to to keep going because now is it's 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 real like folks pay attention to what i do and sometimes i have to be reminded of that because i existed in a bubble for a long time and wasn't really you know I wasn't really paying to, uh, attention to too much stuff that's not, you know, not going on. That's not that's going on, you know, outside of my my little realm of uh, <laughs> of, of vision, right? Yeah. And uh, you stepped in and told me that, and I had to wake the fuck up and get back in the studio because uh, now I I feel like I owe it to you as somebody that you you've expressed that you see as a mentor like I, I owe it to you for you to see me do the things that i would advise you to do mm-hmm. um, it, it's, there's an obligation there like it's it's out there in the atmosphere now i have to live up to it and and i don't mind living up to it <laughs> uh that's that's just a part of who i am uh, but but thank you for for waking me up like that because i needed it um, and then, of course, we went on to do Audacious Agency, and um, and that show was a huge success. So, um, you know, thank you for the influence that you have on me. I never thought I'd see the day, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. It has been a pleasure. Um, man. I don't know if I have, well, okay. Now that you're here, now that you're here, like at the, uh, at the, I'm gonna call it like the re-beginning because this isn't, it's like you said, this isn't the first time you've, uh, done art full time. Um, what is, what's going to be different this go around for you? Well, this go around, I have a lot of experience under my belt. Mm. Um, I also have a business plan. Like a a formal business plan that I will be revisiting and revisiting until I feel like I've I've gotten it to where I need it to be. Like I have an actual strategy. So I didn't know about creating a business plan or creating a strategy for your things when I tried it before. I was young and and just wanted to be an artist. And I ended up failing because, well, I won't say I, I failed. I actually had quite a bit of success over these last 14 years. But doing it full time didn't work out because I didn't have the right plan in place. And I didn't know how to make that plan. Mm. Um, there was some guidance that I needed that, you know, I just, I didn't know where to get it. So <laughs> I just kept doing things until, uh, until stuff started to work. So it's not so much an experiment now it's okay. I've, I've had such and such experience. I, I know what to do in certain situations. Um, now I can make this happen. Now, now I'm at this point where, I do know what I'm doing. 
<laughs> and uh, I'm very much aware of what I'm capable of and, and what I don't want to do, quite frankly. So going at it with a plan is the, the biggest difference, uh, which I also think is going to be the biggest reason that I'm going to be successful at this because I intend to stick to my plan. Hmm. So thinking about, uh, I'm usually answering this shit. Uh, now I want you to answer it because we are in a very similar boat now. What would you, what advice would you give looking back? Like maybe, I don't know, six months ago or even a year ago, what advice would you give to somebody that wants to do what you are now doing? have a plan have start a plan. with a strategy you don't have to it won't be like the thing that you continuously do forever like but just start with something strategic plans change in business all the time so it's not it's not any different um the the first thing that you need is an idea of what you want to do and how you want to do it so at least you got some kind of structure mm-hmm. and uh and start with that and don't be afraid to adapt to, to certain changes. Don't be afraid to make adjustments. Sometimes you got to make adjustments in real time because you, you've you learned something new. Um, so just just start with that plan like, and make sure that your strategy is solid. Like review what you've written down and, and really think about how you're going to achieve those goals and think about the skills that you, you've built up in your career outside of art. So if you've been working full time for for a long period of time, I'm sure you've gotten some, some, uh, you know, some soft skills that are working in your favor or, or even the nature of your job may, may help. I've worked in mm. continuous improvement and I'm a former, inter- I'm a former internal quality auditor. And my job was to look at processes and procedures and to make sure that they align. But also when you identify issues with process, sometimes you got to make suggestions on how to fix them and you have to help the team understand where certain things may be, uh, maybe falling apart and, and how to how to identify the the priorities in order to get you back on track and stuff like that. So I can use that to my advantage as an artist. I'm making a thing. There's a process to making that thing and marketing and promoting and selling and so on and so forth. There's really not much difference. If mm-hmm. I was making t-shirts, I can treat it the same way. If I was making jewelry, I can treat it the same way. Whether I'm making car parts or paintings, it doesn't matter. It's still a process of manufacturing something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I can use that experience to my advantage. Word. How can the good people that are listening or the good folks down the line, how can they support, help you in very real, tangible, specific ways? Uh, like and share my posts, first and foremost. It doesn't cost you anything. Right? Uh, attend events that I'm a part of. Spread the word about what I'm doing. Um, visit my website. Go on my uh, my online store and buy something. You know, um, I have things that are accessible for everybody, whether it's original artwork or prints or T-shirts. I got mugs on there. I got a, a whole bunch of different products on there that you can you can purchase for yourself or as gifts for other people. Um, you can commission artwork. Uh, I'm open currently for commissions. Uh, we can talk about custom work for you. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be doing logos, but that's not going to come until a little later on in the year. I, I really do have to relearn that skill, meaning I need to relearn the software to do it. Um, but that's another thing. 
uh, you know, just share and, and promote what I'm doing. Um, show up to, to events, uh, you know, spread the word about my artwork and uh, keep in contact, you know, reach mm-hmm. out. Sometimes a little words of encouragement goes a long way. And uh, you never know, you never know how you could be helping somebody uh, just by saying something nice. Like that's, that's a form of support. Um, I'm always approachable, you know, people can talk to me and, and, uh, you know, I'm, I love talking art. I love sharing ideas. As somebody that almost didn't approach you, I can vouch (laughs) for that. That's, that's, that's in my DNA, you know? So let's, you know, let's talk, let's collaborate. Let's, let's, you know, let's make things happen. Word. Last but not least, what are your necessary studio snacks and what's on your playlist when you're in the studio? So necessary studio snacks. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to eat healthy lately. I say trying because I kind of fell off a little bit. <laughs> um, sometimes, sometimes it's Doritos. Sometimes it's like mixed nuts and berries. Sometimes I don't have any snacks in the studio and I'm just kind of in here creating and I have to remind myself to eat. Oh my God, same. Heard. Um, you know, it'd it be like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as my playlist, my playlist is pretty eclectic. I got all kinds of music. Um I'm streaming everything from Parliament Funkadelic to J. Cole to Griselda to you name it. I probably listen to it except country. <laughs> the hatred for country is real. I can't, I can't get with the country music. I ain't, I ain't <laughs> uh, just, I'm going to you know. find us a happy medium. I'm going to find all of us a happy medium of like country music that slaps i'm gonna create this playlist i'm gonna share it on the podcast page like i feel like i can do this i feel like i, I can do this find a country song that i really care for enough to put it in a playlist um, <laughs> listen so i'll make the playlist that. for all of us i'm i'm giving myself this this challenge <laughs> so my my um my favorite music is funk and uh, that that includes more than just Parliament. That's that's like the whole gamut. James Brown, Meters, all those different bands and, and whatnot. Uh, I'm really inspired by that music because of the creativity in it. it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the lyrical content because they were all high as fuck when they made the music. So um, <laughs> the the creativity behind it and the fact that funk, no matter what, you have to move. Mm. You're gonna move if you listen to it. And so there's an energy to it. There's a certain there's a certain formula for how the music is made that keeps you moving. You're gonna bob your head, you might dance a little bit, but you're gonna move something. And so being able to tap into that to keep me going, as well as the, the just the creativity behind the rhythms and um it, it some of the shit that they be saying in these songs is crazy. <laughs> like I'll come up with this. But they also didn't give a fuck either. Like they didn't care. Mm. it's 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 a a, really a free expression so to have that kind of energy built up in my studio while i'm working only makes me more productive it keeps me going right so if, if i if i had to say one musical genre that i will play no matter what 
no matter what mood I'm in or, or whatever, when I enter the studio, if you put some funk music on, and like if you really know your music and you play some shit that's not like the funk that would be on like those, you know, those those compilation albums that you would buy at like CVS. <laughs> yep. Then uh, <laughs> then we really doing something because I, I get deep into that music. I, I love that music. It's my favorite genre. So, uh, yeah, so there's there's that. Um, but I'll also listen to people like Adele. I listen to a lot of jazz. Um, one of my favorite jazz musicians right now is Makaya Craven. Uh, there's also Kamasi Washington. And uh, I like uh, Robert Glasper as well. Um, just a lot of music. I, I love music, so. Lovely. Last question before we wrap this up. Mm -hmm. uh, what's uh, a word or two that you are carrying into this new year? B. Mm. Mm -hmm. As in, just be who you are. Be, yeah. the, be the person that you were meant to be. Be the best that you can be at that. Mm-hmm. Just 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 be, you know. Um life is short. Yeah. And you shouldn't you shouldn't feel like you have to live a certain way or go about life finding success the same way other people have if you know it's not what is meant for you. Mm-hmm. Because your calling is only going to get louder the more you ignore it, especially when you're in a situation like I was working from home and your studio is 10 feet away from you. Mm. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So be. just be. Mm. Word. Thank you again for being on this impromptu podcast episode. Dre, I appreciate you always and forever. Thank you. Y'all, you already know, please stalk him. Uh, his website is andrerochester.com. Or if you find him on the gram, his handle on the gram is Dre B. Payton. That's D-R-E, the letter B. P-A-I-N-T-I-N. Dre B. Payton. Thank you again, Dre. Thank you. I appreciate this. Alrighty, mi gente. This has been another episode of The Creative Alchemist. I am your hostess with the mostest, Sulinet. You can check out the rest of my life at sulinet.com. That's Z-U-L-Y-N-E-T-T-E punto com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and support it with a monthly subscription by clicking on this episode's description or by visiting anchor.fm slash thecreativealchemist. Thank you to our current supporters. Until next time, stay hydrated, stay creative. Peace.